0: We have laid out all four parts of my theory. Those four parts are setting goals, understanding commitments, have a plan B, and pack light. And this is the last episode in the series covering that that theory from start to finish. This is where we start. Now, after this, we're going to start to apply this and start planning our adventures in fact i'm gonna start to plan my own adventure and i'm gonna do it with you we'll do it together you guys can reach out to me and uh ask questions or or tell me your stories and and i'm gonna start telling you uh, about what plan i've got for this summer and how we're gonna put it together uh for my family So with that, welcome to another episode of Expedition Unlikely. I'm Joshua Rohde. Thank you for joining me again. I am glad to have you with us in the last of this series. We are going to talk about packing light. And honestly, what happens if you don't pack light? Or how do you know if you did pack light? That's what we're going to cover on today's episode. My wife and I take bike packing trips. Now if you're not familiar, a bike packing trip is where basically it's like backpacking uh where you're taking all of your gear packed up with you only instead of in a backpack, you put everything on your bikes and then you uh ride from campground to campground uh and and do all of the camping directly from your bike. So anything that you can fit on your bike is what you take with you. One of the things, my wife and I, we love to cook. It's it's actually our favorite hobby is to cook. We spend a lot of time doing it. So when we go bikepacking, cooking really is, uh, it's part of the event. We spend a lot of time on the bike. We will average between 35 and 60 miles a day, uh, 40 miles is our sweet spot. You get much over that, and, and you start to feel it pretty pretty well. So we like to stay right around that 40 miles. And after 40 miles of pacing yourself, you get really, really tired and exhausted, and then you get to where your destination is for the night. And there's really, for us, nothing more satisfying than just sitting down and cooking a slow meal together and enjoying that meal because then then we go to bed and the next morning we make a, a pretty decent breakfast and then we're on the road. Our, our lunches, a lot of times we'll stop for a lunch at a, we'll, we'll try and find a restaurant, uh, something local, something kind of fun, something different, and have lunch there. Uh, on occasion we've uh, packed sandwiches, things like that. But But the food really is part of the attraction for us and to keep up on that we'll pack fresh food uh we don't do a very we don't do any freeze dried food or any dried food at all when we're uh backpacking or bikepacking it's all fresh so we'll stop and restock every day or two we'll get uh, a package of brats we'll get a small steak we'll get a uh, one chicken breast and some vegetables things like that where we're we're getting the fresh stuff as we go. So we don't have to pack all of the food when we leave. But to really make this experience exceptional, we have found there is there is a bit of magic in a cast iron Dutch oven. It will It's actually pretty crazy. If you've ever cook, cooked with a Dutch oven on an open fire, really what you're doing is... Adding the food, putting the lid on, and and waiting, and letting the Dutch oven do all the work. It does it does all the work for you, right? You you'll probably fry up some of the onions and stuff on the front side, and get some of that that caramelization on the bottom of the pan, and um, start to build some of those flavors. Then you throw the rest of the food in, and you cover it, and you just let it go, and it is by far the best way to end a day of being on a bike to open the Dutch oven to some extraordinary meal while you're out on the, out on the road. So we, we bring a Dutch oven with us, and we do our very best to offset the weight where we can. Now, maybe some of that's uh, in my head, trying to make myself feel better, but, but we do our best. We, uh, so things, things that I think make me feel better that maybe don't actually add a lot of value. Um, we pack really light on our clothes. We'll bring our bike shoes and then a pair of flip flops. So we won't have any other shoes or, or hiking boots or anything like that. Um, I make myself feel better. I don't bring a camp chair with me or I haven't in the past. Uh, so I'm really lightening the load that way. Let me tell you. Boy, I'm dropping ounces, ounces. The, the, maybe, maybe it's made up. Maybe it's not true counterbalance, but we find so much fun in cooking with the Dutch oven that we bring it. And we've been able to make this happen by uh, just, just balancing out the weight. So what will happen is on my bike, I'll put four bags and a small cooler on my bike and uh, in those bags, I'll have the food, I will have the rest of the, the cookware, I will have, like, like I said, the fresh food in the small cooler. And my wife will take the bigger, bulkier items, including the Dutch oven, in a larger trailer behind her bike. So she didn't have any bags, she just had the trailer, and we'd pack it all up. And, and we were able to manage a couple of trips like this very successfully, it worked out fantastic. And that's why we've got it in our head that, that this is the ultimate way to go. Now, we do continue to modify our packing, right? Maybe we'll leave this, maybe we'll take this, we'll you know swap out this gear for that gear. So we continue to change that and we continue to change and upgrade our bikes. And about two and a half years ago, my wife upgraded her bike. She was using uh, uh, her old road bike, and that's why we used the trailer, because her bike didn't have any racks on it, couldn't put any bags on it, and it was time to get an actual bike for bike packing. So we went and she picked out the bike, she picked out all of the parts, she put a lot of time and effort into it, and it is a beautiful bike. It is absolutely gorgeous. And now she can take bags. Um, So she's got the rack on the back. She has the fenders. She has all of the setup so that it it is beautiful and it is ready to go. However, because of the fenders, she's no longer able to take the trailer. So we can work around this. We can figure this out. So, what we're going to do is I'm still going to take four bags, and she's going to take two bags and and, uh, a smaller bag on top, and I'll take the trailer. But what we're going to do is we're going to shift all of the heavy food and heavy cookware over onto her bike into the two bags. So, essentially, I should be taking—it's probably going to be a little bit heavier than what I've taken in the past, but it's going to be fairly comparable— based on just shifting the weight around, right? I'm going to have uh, her clothes and my clothes where previously she'd take her clothes and she'd take the tent and the sleeping bag. I'll have the sleeping bag and the tent. And so we're, we're trying to mitigate this, this change, but, but ultimately I got, I got the Dutch oven because it wouldn't fit in her bags. It's not going to fit in a bag. On the bike so it's in the trailer and now i have the trailer and some lighter bags and we got all this set up and we are ready to head out on a trip that we had planned that's about 275 miles uh, that we were going to start from our house and go one way 275 miles on our bikes with all our gear and we couldn't be more excited now the morning we started out it was raining. It was a little bit chilly. Um, it was it it was actually kind of kind of a miserable day. Uh, it it just wasn't wasn't the way we wanted to start the trip out. But we've biked in rain before. This isn't going to stop us. So we get started and we get just outside of town and uh, we stopped for lunch like we usually do. We don't bring bring lunch. We try and stop someplace. Uh, means just a little less food that we actually have to carry with us. because of the rain and the cold uh the the restaurant that we stopped at felt great. It was dry and it was it was a wonderful way to just get get on the bike, get going, kind of kind of mentally set ourselves up, stop for lunch, and then get back on our bikes and and finish up for the day. At about mile 20. I started to feel a dull ache on the inside of my right knee. And now that's not terribly unusual. I'm in my 40s and uh, whenever you bike with any kind of strain, or actually most physical activities these days, uh, you'll feel some twinge somewhere at some point. So I didn't really think a whole lot about it, but I did start to pay attention to it. And in the back of my mind, it was clear that we still had approximately another 20 to 25 miles left to go that day. We were only about halfway done. And by mile 40, my knee was on fire. It was screaming at me. And we were getting into some some, uh, some area by a river where it's a little bit hilly so we had some downhills and some uphills so i was really putting a fair amount of strain on my knee that was now not doing well at all we were able to make it to the campground and i was able to get off the bike we busted out the dutch oven the rain had stopped and the skies were starting to clear so we were set for Yet another perfect bike packing evening while cooking on the open fire in a Dutch oven. And we did so. We had a great evening, slept well. The next morning, we woke up, we made breakfast, and we had to start the day on what I think is the hardest climb I've ever had on a bike. It is, uh, a super challenging hill and I've done it three times now and I don't think I've ever done a hill that's more challenging than that one. So that's how we started our day out. We were about eight miles into the day when we found uh, another local town, great place to have lunch, had a little restaurant, uh, a nice place to stop, And relax my knee, try and take a little bit of weight off of it. And and every time I got off the bike, it seemed to be okay. It was okay walking around, but it wasn't any good on the bike. We ate our lunch, I relaxed my knee, and we got back on the bike. We were about two miles out of that town, and it was clear that, that I was done. There is no way that I was going to make it any further than what I had made it. My knee had challenged me. I had pushed through as much as I was going to push through, and it wasn't going to happen anymore. And we had to call for a ride home. After about two weeks and my knee not feeling a whole lot better, I went into the doctor and the doctor performed an MRI on my right knee. And as it turns out, pulling a Dutch oven around on a bike in a trailer is how I found out that I have a small tear in my right meniscus. Now, the weight of the Dutch oven didn't necessarily cause the tear Uh, the doctor's pretty sure that that's not what caused the tear, but it did ruin our trip. So I think it's clear that if you get a little overzealous and you're not careful about how you're packing, it can really affect the outcome. Now, on the other hand, I've taken my kids camping with no toys, with minimal things. And there's one time in particular that I remember that we went out and I think I did pretty well. We were remote camping. We were uh canoeing to an island. So we had all of our all of our gear in the canoe and we were canoeing out. Now, my youngest daughter is not a super fan of roughing it. She has um endured, I think that's probably a good word. She's endured quite a few trips that were not necessarily ones that she would pick, but she's done a great job of, of roughing it with us. And, and she's generally semi vocal about the fact that she is not, uh, the outdoorsy person that, that maybe I'd like her to be. Um, but she, she's a trooper and she comes along with us and generally has a pretty good time. So, knowing that this really isn't her place, I haven't brought really anything to entertain her as we got to the island and unpacked, and I started to set up the camp. She found this this joy in in finding her own adventure. She was playing with frogs in the lake. It was shortly after that that she was fifteen feet up in a pine tree that was built like a ladder uh, before i could even get the the tent set up she had already started to adventure around the island so just be careful and pack only what you need pack wisely i'm not sure that we're not going to take a dutch oven with us again but we definitely are going to evaluate all all of the rest of the things that we're taking if we are taking a dutch oven in fact I'm pretty sure I'm not going to take a Dutch oven again next time because I just don't think we're going to make it. So if you do take things, think about it. The the things that you take to entertain your kids don't have to be a big deal. Bring a deck of cards and a handful of dice and you can go a long ways with just those couple of things and some sticks and some string and go find that adventure with your kids. Be open to to getting out there and and being immersed in the experience that is around you. That's where you're going to find the best experience. And now this is the last in this series. And I'm excited about it. We've covered all of the basics that you're going to need to be thinking about your outdoor adventure. And now We're going to start to tap into some guests. We're going to have some guests on here that are going to share their experiences with you, that are going to help you plan your outdoor adventure and have a great time with your friends and family, because that's what we want to have. We want to have you get over your hurdles, get over your fears, get outside and have a great experience that you want to share with others. And we want to help you plan that. Thank you again for joining me on Expedition Unlikely. If you have questions for our guests, if you have a story to share, feel free to email us at expeditionunlikely at gmail.com. And as always, the music here is produced and performed by Luke Rohde. Thank you again, and we will see you next time with a guest right here on Expedition Unlikely.